All right, guys, today we have a very cool guest, and I'm going to let the man, well, you know what? We actually have two. Let me go into it. James Chapman, the man with the, uh, the biz going on. I don't, biz. Know where, dude, I don't know where I'm taking this one. Go I, ahead I figured you were going to have a good nickname for me today. I mean, Dolphin I, with, with eyebrows. I mean, usually <laughs> it's some kind of bullshit name you got for me. Hey, hasn't had enough coffee yet. Hasn't quite kicked in over yeah. there. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not all the way on today. Yeah. Let, let's get to our special guest today. We got uh, Will Grumke with First Form. Uh, Will, t- tell us a little bit about uh, First Form and what you do there at First Form. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, first off, just want to say thanks for having me on and excited to, uh, you know, talk with you guys a little bit and hopefully provide, you know, some value. So, uh, yeah, work here directly at First Form, which is a sports nutritional company based out of St. Louis, um, about 11 years into, you know, that process and journey, um, headed up by Andy Frisella and Chris Klein, business partners that actually have a couple different companies and have really been in the fitness industry for about 20 years. And, uh, you know, 10 years in, decided, Hey, you know what? We think that there's an avenue where we can make a, you know, a premium product that offers, you know, better results to the clients and really basing it around, you know, the whole company around quality products, quality ingredients, but most importantly, really helping out with the education of like, how do supplements fit into the lifestyle just rather than out there pushing supplements saying, Hey, take this protein, take this pre-workout, take this, 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 and this. And, you know, really that's, I mean, that's how my journey, you know, here began, you know, I was a, a fat kid that lost 50 pounds and was like, well, damn, I don't exactly look like the magazine cover. Like, you know, <laughs> what, what went wrong, you know, and, uh, and walked into a supplement superstores here in St. Louis, um, which is one of Andy and Chris's other companies. And, uh, you know, they helped me out with the diet, got me moving in the right direction, you know, found out about first form, started using the products in 2011, you know, had great success with that. Uh, became a personal trainer, you know, in college, CrossFit coach, helping people get results, recommending the products. And, you know, so for me, as a natural fit. When I left school, I was looking at, you know, being a football coach and an educator or, you know, doing something with fitness. And, uh, you know, they offered me a position at Supplement Superstores, had a great opportunity to work there for a couple of years. And then um, Sal Fursell asked me to, you know, jump ship over there and start working here full time to, to grow this. And uh, I think I was like the you know, sixth or seventh employee, you know, down here at our headquarters. And then over wow. the last, you know, five and a half years have grown with the company and now work my way into uh, the director of education role here. And, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where I uh, didn't exactly know this was the path I was going to end up on, but freaking love it. And yes. um, like I said, excited to be on here and hopefully, you know, provide a little value for you guys in some way. So jumping back really quick, that's, that's man, awesome story. So, I mean, you started out just working the Florida supplement superstore. Yeah, yeah, just uh, making minimum wage, sweeping the floor, stocking shelves, you know, helping people out as they, you know, walked in. So um, it was cool. I love that. I mean, I love the whole, everybody thinks like, you know, there's some quicker path to stuff these days. And for the most successful people, I, I actually, I don't know a single fucking successful person that 
I mean, you, you just start at the bottom and then you stay committed and you work through it and you challenge it and you want to grow, but you, you know, there's a process to it and you got to go through it. You got to learn. And I mean, and, and that's, and that's the other thing to it. As you grow, there might be more money, more leadership, but you're still eating shit, still learning to do stuff, still getting oh, yeah. just as challenged as you were when you started, still having to do some bullshit that you don't want to do sometimes. Right. And, yeah. uh, Man, I, I, I just love that. So Supplement Superstore is where it started, correct? First, it was retail before there was the product manufacturing. Am I right? Yep, yep. So absolutely. So Andy and Chris started Supplement Superstores back in 1999 down in Springfield, Missouri. And, um, you know, really kind of, you know, like I guess anything, you know, some college kids like, man, you know, we like lifting weights. Like, why not start a supplement company or, you know, start right. selling supplements? And uh, no, so they, they started uh, with their very first store down there while Chris was going to school. Andy dropped out of school um, and they really had to have odd jobs to, you know, just even fund the ability to buy products and, um, you know, basically put it on credit and, you know, pray and hope that it was all going to work out and, and really struggled for, you know, the first seven years, you know, uh, actually the first 10 years is what Andy will tell you. Um, but the first seven years, not even being able to take a paycheck back from that business happened to, you know, paint stripes on parking lots and, you know, just figuring it out as they go and working, you know, uh, bartending jobs, bouncing jobs, like whatever. And, uh, you know, then having an opportunity to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit from years seven to 10, um, you know, making a whopping like 600 bucks a month, uh, you know, from, from supplement superstores. And then, you know, from there starting to be able to expand and grow and, and, and move from there. But, uh, no, I think, you know, back to your point of, you know, starting, you know, at the, you know, the bottom or, you know, kind of building through that process. I mean, to me, at least like, that's where, you know, the belief and the confidence in the mission of whatever it is that you're doing comes from, right? You know, if you just kind of jump in, like, and you don't know the backstory, or you don't, you know, really have like a hand in that, like, it's, you know, it doesn't feel like that sense of ownership, you know, where for me, it's like, dude, Andy's like, look, man, you know, we're, we're on a rocket ship. Now, what seat you have on that rocket ship is up to you. So you're gonna start at the bottom. And it's up to you it doesn't matter how long you've been here it doesn't matter what you know, he's like, we don't hire on who's got the best diploma or who's got the best stats. Like, look, when you come into our system, you know, it's your opportunity to create, you know, really whatever life career that you want here. And we reward the people that bring value and help us move that mission forward. And so for me, being competitive as hell, I was like, well, shit, this is great. Like, it doesn't matter if someone's been here five years in front of me, I can take their job, you know, yeah. and, and being competitive with one another and pushing each other forward. And so, you know, for me, like, that's, that's what I've always loved about the whole process. And like I said, I'm just, you know, connected with the, the core values of this company, you know, well before even working here, didn't even know it was an option. I just, you know, enjoyed what they stood for, recommended right. the products to my clients and was like, you know what, I can get behind that. So it's cool. That, that, and that goes back to the point. I mean, anybody listen, that's, I mean, that's gold right there. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And it, it, it also is the fact of doing, if you can't be trusted to do the small things, you'll n never be trusted to do the big things. You know, I mean, you can't reconcile the register and sweep the floors and take out the trash or do those things or just treat a customer honestly, you know, and, and correctly. I mean, how are you ever going to be trusted to make the big decisions? Right. And I would say also, you know, for me, especially like learning through the process is like, I wouldn't be able to coach and manage my guys effectively now if I hadn't already done those roles, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you haven't done all the little, you know, bullshit tasks or, you know, like one, you don't know where people are going to cut corners, right? Or you don't know right. where they're at mentally as far as like, you know what, like, dude, I get it. Do an inventory on a Saturday night as a 21 year old kid when all I wanted to do was go out to the bar with my friends, yeah. but happen to be at the stores till two o'clock in the morning, like, 
okay, I get it. That sucks, but it's part of the process. And how do you yeah. make that fun? Right? Like, you know, blasting music and like, you know, just making it an opportunity and being able to coach guys through that. And then now, you know, working here, you know, at first form directly starting as, you know, really just customer service, just answering emails on emails, on emails, on emails and, and learning how to communicate effectively with the customer and how do you, you know, wow them, you know, through one written text, but also actions when you don't have them right in front of you, like you do yeah. at the store. Right. And so, you know, being able to, you know, systematically work through that process, you know, I think now as, uh, you know, someone that's got a higher role inside of the company, it makes it easy to have those conversations with new guys coming in, you know, and saying, hey, look, like, I've been there, I can help you with that. Like, let me show you what's worked for me, get you on the right path. Let's talk about like, you know, maybe how you want to do it. And, you know, I can kind of keep you away from the potholes I fell into, but also, you know, let you kind of expand yeah. and grow and, you know, have an opportunity to create that ownership yourself, you know? So, um, I mean, you know, honestly, like it's one of the best things that, you know, I think you can do is, is just work your way through that position and, and rock and roll. I think, Very cool. I think by doing that, it allows you to build culture from the ground up. Um, and I, I guess my question would be, how have you seen that actually build culture into not only when you started, but now like today? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, two things, one, you know, when getting started, like, uh, it's a, it's a long, lonely path, right? Like, and, and, you know, people talk about it all the time with the bond is created through the struggle, right? Like, you know, when you're literally, you know, quote unquote, understaffed and overtasked and like, you know, literally, you know, Aaron Summers and I are like camping out here till three o'clock in the morning or spending the night just to just to keep our head above waters with getting back to everybody that needs help. And, you know, and then still trying to figure out like working out together and just, you know, throwing down in the bar uh, in the back parking lot and like, you know, nothing fancy, nothing crazy. It's just like, look, we're trying to figure this, you know, shit out as we go um, and to, to, you know, that you know, that really bonded that culture, that nucleus, as far as like, look, we're all in this together. We believe in it. And then now being able to take those, you know, experiences, being able to take that struggle, being able to take that and teach that and, and really hold that standard, you know, to the new people coming in, you know, it's, it's really like a non-negotiable. It's like, look, like this is, this is how things are done. Yes. Certainly we have more opportunities now. We can make things a little bit easier now, but you know, the, really that culture is as long as you hold that line, you know, on even simple things, you know, throughout here of how we clean the toilets and what we do and, and instilling that ownership of like, you know, Hey, like this is how we do things. You know, it's like having that core group that can, that then can, you know, make sure you hold that for everybody else that comes in. And without that core group, like, I think you fail, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else you hold that because if everybody's doing something a little bit different, like, it'd be confusing as hell. But when everybody's, you know, stroking in the right direction and it's like, you're either on the bus or you're off the bus, like kind of a hard delineation right there. Like, cool. Like you get in or you're out, like, doesn't matter. I don't care either way, but if you're going to be here, you you do it this way. Right. And you have that support system of all the guys that, that did it with you. And you know, you just move forward. I, I like that. That takes me back. Like when I started my business and I mean, it was, it was like, struggle every day getting our ass beat every day i mean working late every day but what's weird is that you know i've i've been a i've tricked myself into it uh in my second year in business so we did that first year and we made i made the most money i'd ever made in my life but the problem was i let off the gas because right. i was like oh okay we we made it over this hump right this hump oh we made it over the hump. yeah we made it all over that hump but there's there's 10 more fucking humps in front of us. Right. So I kind of 
pull back on the reins a little bit. It's like, oh, okay. And I think that that repeatable process, like it's weird. It's like you bust your ass and then you see results, not connecting that the fact that the, all those results came from all that hard work. You yeah. think, well, I got over it, so I'm good, and now right. I get this. No, 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 no. You got to right. keep delivering that, putting that in, or that other stuff's not going to come out. And For I think sure. a lot of people trip themselves up on that. I know I did as a young business owner, just being naive. But I think that's the beauty of it. Stuff does get easier because you get smarter. You get callous to things, right? You build up from that work ethic. You build up some calluses and you understand, hey, this is, this is just the level I put in to get what I want out. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I think kind of to your point there, like it's something that I talk a lot about with, you know, my guys and, um, you know, my team is like, you know, I think where a lot of people fail, especially with, you know, the first couple of years of like business or joining a team and they're all gung ho is, you know, they put a finish line, right? Like, you know, and when you look at a finish line of like, Hey, when I get all these emails done, I can take a break. Right. Mm -hmm. Or when I get this project done, I'm good. Or when I get over that hump, like I'm good. But then, you know, you get hit right away, like, and they expect it to be done, but then that next email comes in or that next project comes up and they're like, well, shit, I had all these expectations that I was, I was going to be good or I was going to have this free time or like yeah. I could like mentally check out. But it's like, the reality is, is like, you have to be invested and understand that like, there is no finish line because the frustration comes from the difference between of your expectation and reality, right? And so yeah. like if you expect like, dude, I'm going to be done or I'm going to, it's going to be easier or it's going to this and you're expecting that. Well, when it doesn't happen, that's when you get frustrated, right? That's yeah. when you get pissed. When instead, if you're just like, look, man, this shit is going to be hard, right? And I don't really know where the finish line is. And certainly I'm going to have little like, look, I have to get these tasks done, but understanding and not falling into the trap that like, dude, the race isn't over. Like yeah. the finish line isn't over. Like that finish line is way down. Like, I don't even know where the finish line yeah. is. Like the finish it's, line is It's nowhere to be fucking you know? found, right? Yeah, like, I don't know. So until then, like, I, you know, something that I've gotten really good at that's helped me is like understanding that like, there's always going to be more work. And like, yes, there will be times where, you know, maybe you take a break or you, you know, you get away or you go on a vacation or you have family time like certainly like you know and everyone's balance per se of that is different right but yeah you know not looking at it as like all right here's when I get this done I'm set or like here you know this is going to be it like no that that's not going to happen you know and, and yeah. I think that's helped a lot of our guys coming in is like it's easy to be motivated the first year or two because you think man I'm gonna do this this and this I'm gonna bust my ass for two years and then I'm good like nah hmm. that's like that's like the warm-up phase like that's yeah. like all right yeah. you're, you're starting to sweat a little bit yeah. Now let's go, you know, yeah, so it, that, that's just mentally how I think about it. Yeah, that's, so, that's, so let's jump into, sorry, Aston, go ahead. That, that's something that I've seen uh, with one of the guys that we just brought in on our sales team was like, he, he likes to, you know, bust his ass at the phone calls, hammer the calls. And then you'll notice like he'll get on his, his Instagram and like, he'll just kind of scroll through for a minute and then he'll pull back off and then get back on the phones. Um, and I, I think that's something that, that, that has to come with the time being in. You're like, hey, if you're gonna hammer out the phone calls for the next two hours, hammer out the calls for the next two hours. Don't take those mini breaks in between. Um, and that's something that I've had to kind of pick up on is just like, hey, look, we need to tweak this here to where like, you are busting your ass this entire time, understanding what that means. And he's starting to see some results now, but um, it, it's crazy how, how that, that the, the human brain just wants to say, okay, well now I can take a break. Now I can take a break. Now right. I can take a break uh, versus, Hey, let's just continue rolling. And I think right. that's something that um, it's almost that CrossFit mentality. 
It's like, hey, look, we're, we're going to keep running and keep running and keep running. And then once we're done, we're actually done. Right, right. And I would say, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, you know, understanding like taking the breaks that you need rather than the breaks that you want. Like, because mentally yeah. your brain is like, all right, I'm gonna take a little break. But it's like, dude, you haven't done shit yet. Like, you don't need a break yet. You made one phone call. Like, I mean, unless that was a three hour emotionally invested phone call that drained you, like, dude, pick up the phone and call. Like, yeah. you're good. Like, I'm all for having, you know, systematic and purposeful breaks because I think it's very, very important for, you know, mental health, physical health, and also being able to invest fully in what's in front of you. But like, yeah, you got to just, you know, kind of teach them and coach them that like no different than the gym. Like, dude, you can give more than you think. So you can give a little bit more. And then definitely when you're, when you're breaking, when you're taking a break, take a break, you know, yeah. like don't be the person that kind of sort of takes a break. And it's like, no, when you're resting, you're resting, you know, so. Right. Well, I think when you do it that way, you're working a job, you know, instead of looking at where is this actually going? Where am I going in my life? You don't see it as a journey. You just say, well, somebody told me I got to get up and walk this path every day and I have right. no fucking clue where I'm going. Right. Yeah, we've all been there, right? We've all felt that at one time. And it's just like, okay, well, you got to remember there's a journey. There's a destination. Like you're, you're working towards something like take in the view, look and see what you're actually getting to experience instead of, well, they get my fucking shoes on. I got to go walk this path one more time. Cause my boss yeah. told me to, right. <laughs> right, right? or I can't pay this fucking bill if I don't, but I will tell you one thing talking about just structuring breaks. One thing I've really worked towards, I did it last year and it was very, very effective. I've already done it this year in December. Every year I plan out like my big family vacations. I mean, I yeah. book them, I put them on the calendar. So, you know, so I have that, like, even if it's something just as small as that, I mean, if I'm feeling burnt out, I know I'm going to push till this date. Hey, right. all right. At this time on that calendar, I can see it. That's there. I get to go just chill with my family, sit on the beach, maybe have too many drinks, right? That oh, kind yeah. of thing. And, you know, those small little wins, those small little rewards, you know? So, I mean, this sitting, this sitting a POW camp, you know, I mean, you're, you're supposed to have built in things just, but I think people who check in, they do exactly that. It's just right. part of the day. There's never true time off. There's never true time on. And right. It's, it's always a back and forth. So, Will, changing gears really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's been on my mind a lot lately, I've really been trying to focus on, is building out my key leaders under me. I'm starting to get to the size where, I mean, I, I'm probably actually behind on really investing in my key leaders. Um, and you know, it seems like first form, you all got such a great culture, but also just what really blew me away from when I first started looking at first form was not just the leadership like Andy. I mean, Andy's a rock star, but how many great guys are in his organization and that seemed like if they're not, they're going to be just as strong as leaders. And, and, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear your take on why first form is, is so great at this. Um, yeah, well, uh, you know, I think it comes back to, you know, obviously, you know, Andy and Andy, Chris, Sal, you know, those head guys, I mean, they do a great job every single day. Right. And like, they, they hold the line, they lead by example, you know, and they live, you know, the core values that we preach every day. Right. It's not something that like, you know, the core values aren't just on the wall and it's like, you walk past them every day and you're like, Oh, okay. You know, cool. Like sweet, you know, but it's something that they truly embody every single day. And, you know, quite honestly though, like when you think about it, like, you know, yeah, you might look at that next layer of leadership here of, say, the next five, six, eight, you know, guys. Well, you also have to understand that, like, 
you know, I've been here for seven years. Aaron has been here for six years. You know, Cody Klein has been here for 13 years. You know, Jared has been here for 12 years. You know, like, you know, it's something that those guys have been built, you know, throughout time. And there's been a lot of turnover, you know, because mm. not everybody, you know, fits the culture. Not everybody wants to, you know, invest in this type of career. And that's okay, you know. And there's guys that have, you know, uh, that they have groomed and, you know, they've come up in the system and then they've left and they're very successful at other places, you know. And Andy's always been focused on, like, look, I'm going to invest every single thing that I can into my employees. And with if they stay with me, great. That's obviously my goal. But if they leave, you know what, like I can put my head down at night that like I've done a great job giving them every opportunity, every tool and every resource to be successful and no matter what they do. Right. And so, you know, I think that with that type of mindset and I can speak to that as far as like, you know, truly having the tools, the resources, the conversations, the ability to talk and help and move and like, you know, learn that, you know, putting it out there and then figuring out like who is going to actually do it. Like that's, that's an individual, you know, basis, you know, it's, it's one of those things that um, I, I was reading, um, I, I forgot, uh, Jim Collins, good to great, like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and he talks about, you know, having the right people in place, you know, and then kind of finding the direction and also kind of having the mentality of you're either on the bus or off the bus, you know, and it's always been the same way here. And I think when you do that, like, look, I'm not mad at you. If you don't want to be on this bus, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of hard work, a lot of things. And, but putting it as like a challenge that people can go after and get like the people that truly want that will rise to the top, you know? And it's also in that book that he talks about like, you know, the good to great leaders, you know, I think like 70% of them or 80% of people that have been the most successful, that level five leader inside of an organization were someone that came from the very bottom of that organization and worked their way through the system because of that belief and that confidence in what they're doing, you know? And so I think it's, it's a little bit of a couple things, you know, it's a time component of, you know, you have to develop people, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're not going to learn the systems. They're not going to learn management. They're not going to learn sales, you know, like, boom, like that, like it's going to take time and you have to be there to support them and cultivate them. And, you know, like Sal talks about it as like raising your kids, you know, like being there, guiding them. Um, But then also, you know, having really like a, a a tough conversation with every single person of like, look, like if you want this, it is there. It will take a lot of time, a lot of or a lot of effort. Like you're going to make a lot of sacrifices, like, and I can help you do that. But if you don't want to do that, like you're probably better suited someplace else. And I'll even, you know, help you make that transition to someplace else. And like I said, when you kind of go through that process, I think it, you know, weeds out who's not really going to do it. And that's okay um, because not everybody can be, you know, the leader or the next guy. But it allows that opportunity for that person to rise. And, um, you know, when you have that good culture and keep moving, like I think that that's that's really what we do well here. Very cool. I mean, it really goes back to what you said. I mean, it stuck out to me. A bond is created through the struggle. You know, mm-hmm. if it is going to be a struggle, you want to be with people that are wanting to step up and struggle too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's just being honest in that communication. Like if I've learned nothing else, you know, whether it's from my personal life, business life, like whatever is being just deathly honest. Right. And it's never mean, right. You know, being mean, like is not something that, you know, I can do, Sal can do like it, it just being mean is not, you know, saying things to be hurtful is not the right way. Right. But being honest and telling people like, look, what you're doing right now is hindering your progress. Or look, if you keep doing that, you're not going to progress here. Or, Hey, look, you have some great skills here, but your skills here are severely holding you back. Or, Hey, look, like if I'm in your shoes, I would work on this. But then also saying like, look, 
I'm personally struggling with this, this, and this, and I need you to hold me accountable as well, right? And like yeah. being honest through that whole process is one of the best things that I've learned because, you know, it's like honesty is like what truly shows that you care about somebody, you know, because I was one of the guys that, you know, growing up, I, you know, I was fat, overweight, like I, I just wanted to be liked, right? I just wanted to be everybody's friend. I just wanted to fit in, right? And so like, because of that, I wouldn't always speak the truth, right? I just be, I just wouldn't say anything or I just kind of would be like, well, you know, like, kind of sugarcoated but it's like well that doesn't really tell that person what they need to know and you know so through through being a personal trainer and having to have some of those conversations and then working here and having that you know honest conversation with Sal and Andy and when they tell you like look man you're messing up here here and here like I care about you and that's why I'm telling you and it's like oh okay I can do that so you know learning to be able to now give that message to my guys and girls and just say hey look you know, I will always be here to support you. I'll always be here to help you. And I'll always be honest. If nothing else, I will always, always, always tell you the truth in any way, shape or form. And because of that, you know, I think that that also, you know, helps strengthen that bond of like, you know what you're going to get. I'm going to tell you the truth. You might not like, like, you know, want to hear it, but I can promise you, I will tell you the truth, good, bad, or indifferent on what you can do to improve or, or what I think. And you know, you don't necessarily have to agree with it. This is where the company's going. And like, once again, you're either on the bus or you're off the bus, you know, and, and keep moving. Man, I, I, Addison, I don't know about you, man, but I was actually, you know, I was because we, when you and I started this podcast, I would sit there and like try to sugarcoat a, a complaint yeah, or, or advice. Be, hang on, hang on. Let, let me give an example. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so it would be, it would be something along the lines of like, hey, Addison, I would, I would like for you to shut that door is what he would actually mean to say, right? He would say, Hey, Addison, if you could, you know what I would do? I would, I would be shutting that door right now. If I was, if I was you, I would be shutting that door. Right. right. Instead of saying, Hey, Addison, just shut the damn door. Get the hell right. up and just shut the door really quick. Right. Close it, to it, right. It was, it was, it was a, it was a circle around the square is what it was. Yeah. And it was confusing. And so I realized yeah. that it took me a while, man. Uh, that's why when I tell people, you know, or somebody like, which I don't feel like I've done shit over here, but if somebody's like, saying something like, man, I, I'm learning daily, like daily. I'm trying to focus on me and make me better. But I would, I would try to sugarcoat stuff and I would do such a shitty job of it. People would leave my office confused. They right. had no idea. They right. don't know if I gave them a compliment or what. It was horrible. It was right. horrible. And it's, it's not a genuine way to do stuff. If you, if you love and care for your people, you'll do that. Right. You know, and it, and it's, it's uncomfortable at first. I mean, it's, it's growing, you know, and, and usually yeah, you know, I mean, growing and getting better, man. It's, it's not a comfortable situation. So it took me a long time to get there. And, uh, man, I, I sucked at it at first. I'm hey, still trying to get better at it. I was going to say, I mean, I'm still struggling with it too. You know, it's like I, I, I'm definitely better than I was, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. But, I mean, yeah. there's even times where I'll, like, have a conversation with someone and then I'm like, all right, I got called him back in for another meeting because I didn't deliver that right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> last week, I was like, I was like, okay, just so we're clear, because right. I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah, I need you to know this. You yeah. know, and I had to tell the guys like, you are failing. Like, I'm just gonna say it. You are failing. I know that yesterday we talked about where you're struggling. And, like, look, you are failing, and I care about you. I believe in you. That is why you're in the position that you're in, and I am here to support you. But we have to make some changes. If you don't. Like, right. you're not going to be in that position anymore. And I don't want to see that because I know that inside of this organization, you are the best person for that job. But right now you are failing, you know? And like, yeah. once he walked out, I was like, all right, good. You know, cause there was more to the conversation, but I was like, yeah. he knew exactly where he stood. And like, dude, he texted me later and was like, 
thank you. He's like, I needed that. Like, yes, you're right. You know, and like, it just was like, okay. Because I'm like, all right. And that's another thing I've learned. It's like, if you mess something up the first time, go ahead and just try again. Because I'm like, all right, dude, I messed that up. I didn't have that conversation yeah. the right way. I didn't get my point across. I got to just say it, you know? And it's like, once again, learning every day on, uh, you know, shoot, I make a lot of mistakes. So figuring yeah, it out though. Yeah. And that, that's, that's something that, that I think people actually need to understand. It's like how much honesty is actually going to help you in your life just in general. Um, this is from uh, like your relationship that you're in with your partner, whoever that may be, to business, to your clients, to the people that you're working with on a regular basis, the people that you're in the fucking trenches with. I mean, yeah. th this is something that is full circle 24 seven. And right. for me, that was, I, you know, like, like you said, I didn't, I didn't realize how important that was because I would also be like James and I would say, look, you know, wh whether the conversation, I didn't get to the point of the conversation that I actually needed to get to. Right. And then I'd be like, shit, shit. And right. then you would want to, for me, it was like, Hey, I need to call that client back or I, I need to do this back. But then I would ignore the situation. Mm -hmm. Just ignore it. Like, hey, you know, they, they, they probably figure, they'll figure it out. Right. You start right. justifying yeah. in your brain. You're like, oh, yeah, they, they, they got it, though. Yeah, exactly. yeah I'm, sure. I'm sure. And you're like, exactly. ah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that, that's, that, that's that whole point of like, hey, you know, be honest with yourself because it comes full circle again. Like, you probably need to call that client back because they have no idea what the hell you just right. said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even like with the relationship thing, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, I'm, I'm currently not in a relationship and maybe that's good, bad or different. So maybe I shouldn't be the guy giving advice, but I can tell you like, you know, one of the things that I've learned is like, you know, for example, like after a long day at work, like, you know, I used to, you know, come home and like, you know, the, the girl I was worth, uh, with, like, I mean, she would always just want to talk right away. Like as soon as I got in the door, like, because she'd be excited and like, certainly I was excited to see her, but I was emotionally drained. And like, I just wanted like 30 minutes of peace and quiet. And then I could like give her everything I had, right? I could like yeah. invest in those conversations. And like, dude, I just never really told her. I would just always be like, ah, you know, kind of had a, a rough day. I'm going to take a second, you know? And like, it started creating tension in our relationship for like six months. And then finally I was like, Will, you are being like a little bitch. All right, just tell her because <laughs> now she feels bad because she thinks that you're coming home and you don't want to come home. And I'm like, look, I care about you. I love you. Like, that's why we're in this relationship. Like, but look, here's the deal. I am so freaking tired by the time I get home, just mentally, I just need like 30 minutes of just like, let me regroup. Let me like, just quiet, like sitting on the couch or like, you know, I'll, I'll just be in the room. Like, just give me 30 minutes and then I can like, and then I'm all yours, you know? And like, once I finally just had that conversation and was just honest, like it, it got exponentially better, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, another point. Like I just learned honesty is key. Yeah. yeah. And I love, I love that example. Like I, yeah. it, it's so important because James and I both know somebody that is very deathly honest in their relationship. Um, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. That's an understatement. But, but it's, it's one of those things that like, he was not in a relationship for a while there, but it was because he knew exactly what he wanted and exactly what he was not going to put up with. And, and that's something that I, that, that I personally admire about him is like, the sure. man is honest, like yeah. 24 seven, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's super cool. And you can see how, how that's um, being pushed into his, his, his career that he's in now. And it's, man, it, it's, it's, if I can't hone on it enough, it's super. Well, that's one of the best things I'll say, like Danielle does for me, especially with me and my business. Danielle has supported me in a thousand ways thousand ways i'll never be able to repay her but one of the best things she's ever done for me because when i first started i had all these requirements and it was like 
you know, the carriers would be like, Hey, we like you. Yeah, do great. Oh, by the way, if you miss your numbers, well, then we're going to fucking cancel your contract. You know? So it was like, all right, well, thanks. So, um, I'd be going through and I'd get stuck in this rut or whatever I was in my head. And finally, after a couple of days, she would just be like, Hey, you're being a bitch. Step it up and get it done. I swear to God, every time it would be like a light switch. She would say that. And I'd be like, I know she doesn't bullshit me. She's always honest. Right. She would tell me what I like, but she always tells me the truth. Boom. Next day, I'd be a fucking monster every time. And I would come right back. But sometimes, you know, you just get stuck in your head and you're trying to figure stuff out. And you're on your own. You have no partners, no, no employee, nobody. Right. She'd be the person to be like, you're being a bitch. You need to step back up. And I would do it, man, every time. Best thing, probably has made me more money than anything, is Danielle telling me I'm a bitch when I'm acting like a bitch. Hey, that's perfect. That's perfect. Well, look, man, you have been more than gracious with your time. It has been awesome. And you've given amazing advice. Uh, 30-minute podcast here, and we just will just gave you guys like two hours worth of information. So y'all, after y'all listen to it, y'all probably need to go back, listen again and pick up all this stuff. So, uh, take this stuff away, apply it in your businesses, learn from it. And just like I said, remember it's part of the journey. You got some breaks in there. You're going to get some water, you know, the water breaks, but there ain't no damn finish line. So right. don't slow down. Absolutely. Um, where can, uh, where can people follow you at? Uh, yeah. So, um, Instagram, you know, uh, will to win 50. I should probably update it. It's still from college, but I'm like, eh, at this point I keep trying to buy will to win. Cause the guy that has that hasn't been on there for like three years. <laughs> hasn't made a single post. Like I've messaged Instagram. I've messaged anyway. So until then I still got will to win 50. Um, so, uh, my name will the number two and then win and then the number 50, um, uh, in Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, that's pretty much all I keep up with, but I do try to, you know, get back to every single person that reaches out. So if you guys ever have questions, um, you know, with anything, I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. Like I said, I just try to help out as much as I can and be honest in any situation. And I don't know if my advice is necessarily the best, but what I can tell you is that like, I will tell you what I've learned through my process, my journey, my struggles, um, where we're at now. And, and hopefully it helps you guys out. Cause I've had great mentors that have, you know, done that for me. And, I kind of call it being, being a sponge, you know, being around Sal and Chris and Andy and like just listening to the way that they communicate and how they do things, why they do things and, and passing that information on as, as much as I can. So um, really between, you know, Instagram and Facebook, that's where you can find me. Um, Instagram, I'm on there a little bit more, but uh, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much what I got. Awesome. Uh, so before, before we do our little close out here, there's one more question I'd like to ask. What, um, what books are you reading right now or what, what books have, helps you get to the point where you're at? Uh, number one book that I always recommend to people is The Magic of Thinking Big um, by David Schwartz. I've read that book like seven times. If you haven't read that book, I would read that book. Um, it is a phenomenal book. Um, I mean, I go back to it even when I'm struggling, kind of having those days where or weeks or months, like I pick that book up and I start reading it, right? Because I'm a firm believer in mindset, you know, determines your attitude, your attitude determines your actions, your actions determine your life, right? So like it starts with you know, where are you at mentally um, and being able to progress from there. So for me, that was a, a really a cornerstone book and one that I recommend to every single person. Um, now, outside of that, a couple other books that have really helped me, Extreme Ownership um, with Jocko. Uh, yeah. I just picked up his new book. It came in today. So probably, you know, going to jump into that. I think it's like leadership tactics, uh, uh, whatever. Um, but I would say uh, Extreme Ownership is a great book to just understand once again, like, we are in control of, you know, what we do um, on a day-to-day basis and, and how we manage our teams. And like, at the end of the day, like looking at the mirror first, as far as like, 
How can I be better in my communication? How can I be better in my leadership? How can I be better serving the people that are around me? Um, not just looking at like, oh, well, they messed that up. Because I think at the end of the day, people have right intent. They want to do good. And if they've messed something up, they didn't purposely go into the situation thinking, man, you know what? I'm really going to screw this up. You know, so it's like, okay, where did I fail them? And how can I do that better next time? Right. So I'd say yeah. that was a cornerstone. Um, another one that's like an older book, um, Automatic Millionaire, uh, just kind of teaching the basics of, you know, financial, uh, you know, planning a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I will say that I'm not necessarily on the latte factor since I have my, my coffee pretty much every day, but you know, it, it teaches you how to look at those things, manage those things. So from outside of business, like that one helped me out a lot as an, uh, a young man trying to figure out financial planning for the future. Um, and I would say, uh, just try to, man, there's so many good ones. Um, I would say if you start with those three, I think you're in a good spot, you know, yeah. because like then you, then you kind of start getting into like, all right, is it sales? Is it personal development? Is it like, you know, teaching, educating is a mindset. Um, there's a lot of different ways you could go, but um, I think if you start with those three, that would be my, my top three recommendation. Yeah. Nice. All three are super dope. Like yeah. Yeah. All, all good books. Yeah. All right, James, do you think? With that grinder out. What? 